Hello and welcome to OU's Nach Yomi. You can find this year posted at ouradio.org/nach or on my website, ericlevy.com, under the recording section. Hi, this is Rabbi Eric Levy, and I am pleased to bring to you chapter 21 of the book of Eov. Ivayan Eov Vayomar. Eov responds and says, This chapter seems to be a direct response to Tsofar's words from chapter 20, where Tsofar asserted that evildoers will eventually pay, whether it's they themselves or whether it's their descendants, that they will eventually pay for their crimes. Tsofar also complained in chapter 20 about how Eov's insulting words were making him or forcing him to take Eov to task. So Eov will respond and take Tsofar and his companions to task for this assertion. Shimu shamot milati utihi zot tanchumotechem. Listen closely to my word and let it set you at ease. Now remember that Sofar said that Eov's words riled him up. So essentially he's saying, relax, chill out, and just listen to what I have to say. Sauni vanochi adaber vachar daberi talig. Bear with me, literally bear the weight of me. Uh, and I will speak. Then, after I've spoken, you can mock. Am I pouring out my speech to man? What Eov means is, my words that I'm saying here are meant for God. That is, everything I've said is is meant towards God. It's not for you so far, or you companions, or any other man. So why are you getting so worked up about the words that I'm saying? Getting back to the verse, and why shouldn't I be short of breath? Now, short of breath, of course, is a little translation, but what it means is, why shouldn't I be impatient? Why shouldn't I be anxiety-ridden? Why shouldn't I be in the kind of emotional state that causes a person to be short of breath? So turn to me, that is, while I talk, and be devastated into silence. Place your hand to mouth, meaning be quiet until I have my say. Because as I mention what I'm about to mention, I myself became become shocked, and my flesh is seized by the shakes, by the by the quakes. And here is what shakes him to the bones. Why do the wicked live, go, grow strong, become powerfully wealthy? Chayil, I think, is uh, in terms of wealth, because the word was used quite a lot by Tsofar in the last chapter, uh, referring to wealth. It could refer to military might as well, but I think that the uh, sense is wealthier. And it's not like Sofar said that even though the wicked may not suffer, their children will eventually pay off their, their debts. But in fact, Zaram Nachom Lifnehem Imam Le'enehem. Their offspring exist. They're in front of them, and they're with them, and their descendants are there before their eyes. Now, Nachon usually means established and fixed and firm, and of course all of that fits, that their offspring are well established in front of them. But I decided to translate it based on the uh, related ha- Arabic verb, Ka'ana, which means simply like the Hebrew Hayat, to be. Batehem shalom mipachad velo shevet eloah alehem. Their house is safe, or their houses are safe from fear, and the staff of God is not upon them. Shoro ibar velo yagil 
Tifalit paratov lo tis shakel. Their oxen impregnate, that is, they get cows pregnant without rejection. Their cows do not miscarry, no baby is lost. Yishalachu chatzon avilehem, v'yaldehem yirakedun. Their young are let loose like flocks, and their children prance, which means they prance about like young animals. The images their children are so abundant and so happy and so gleeful and so capable that they're like the way that animals uh, move around and uh, and and, and uh, with success and with numbers. Yisu kitov v'chinor, they, meaning either the wicked or their children, are lifted up um, like a drum or a lyre, L-Y-R-E, an instrument, and while he mentions instruments as a metaphor, why not go with a literal, and they make merry to the sound of a pipe. So all, overall, things are looking very first class in the home of the wicked, both for them and for their offspring, which is nothing like the picture that so far drew in the previous chapter. And not only do they, do they not die young, like so far said, but uh, in fact, it's the opposite. They cease meaning that they die in a good age. They live a nice long time. And they go down to the underworld suddenly, meaning quickly and without troubles. And if the word raga was used by Tsofar to explain the shortness of their rewards. But Eov says, you're totally wrong. It's not their rewards which are short-lived. It's their troubles which are short-lived. And when they die, they die quickly and easily and, uh, and uh, after having lived a very long life. And the success compounds their wickedness. Why? Because when they reject God, and they're successful nonetheless, it makes the job of just people very difficult to spread more justice in the world. Because universal justice is based on the belief in the system that one is responsible for one's deeds, and that there's a God overseeing compliance to these just deeds, and that non-compliance will be punished and compliance will be rewarded. So if that system breaks down, then not only have you removed justice, but you've removed the ability to spread even more justice. So it's sort of a, a, a circle that, re- that reiterates on itself becoming worse and worse. And they say to God, get away from me. We have no desire to have the knowledge of your ways. What is Shaddai, this powerful, awful God, that we should serve him? What benefit will we get by meeting with him? Now there are two ways to read the first half of this uh, of this verse, verse 16. One is that it is a rhetorical question, meaning all are all good things not in their hands, which means he's rejecting what so far said, he's reversing what so far said about how they never end off with the good, with a capital G that I spoke, we spoke about in the last chapter. And that in fact it is not true that they don't wind up with the good, in fact they wind up with every good. Um, the other way to understand this first part of the sentence is that Eov is rejecting their philosophies. He's saying, no, good is not in their hands. It's in God's hands. In which case, he's agreeing with Sofar on this point. But either way, the second half of the sentence seems to be an assertion that while the wicked benefits, and Eov is probably accepting the fact that the wicked benefits and sees the good. Eov personally doesn't want any part of it. Atzat Rashaim Rachakami many means the wisdom, the plans of the wicked are very far from me. In this coming section, in this next section, Eov for the first time asks 
that the wicked should get their just punishments from God. And this is really the first time that he's doing so in the book. Uh, previously, he was really complaining about why they don't get their just punishments and why he is suffering. But here, after he said, listen, the bottom line is when I look at the wicked and they benefit, and not only because they're benefiting, people don't recognize God's name because they themselves says, who needs God? We're successful without him. So this is the first time that Eov is turning to God, really, and praying that punishments are given to the wicked as they should be. But whereas his companions were sure that the punishments will always come in the end, Eov is going to couch all of the next words as a request, let this come to pass, because he believes that's the way it should be, but he doesn't believe that that's the way it is. Uh, this is not the only way to interpret this next section, but I think that this is what Eov's intent is, and I think that this is what he is hoping and praying for. Kama ner reshaim yidach v'yavo aleimo edam chavalim yichalek ve'apo. How long until the candle of the wicked sputters, and how long until calamity, calamity comes to them? Let him, that is God, allot ropes ropes that bind, or perhaps the word chavalim comes from the word chavel, meaning seizures, let them be set aside for the wicked in his, that is, in God's anger. Remember that it was Bildad who argued to Eov that or chashach be'aholov ne'ro alav yidach, light will turn to darkness in his tent, and his candle will sputter, that is, the candle of the wicked person will sputter. And Eov seems to be saying, you know, I wish that that were so. I wish, Bildad, that you were right. Let them be like a straw in the wind and like chaff stolen or taken away by the storm. Again, so far said with assurance, Kol Choshech Tamun Litzpunav, in the last chapter, all darkness will be stored away, will be set aside for his precious ones, for his children. And Eov says, listen, you, Eliphaz, says that God will store away his evil for his children, meaning they will pay for his father's sins. I got a better idea. Let it be paid back to him. Yishalem elav v'yeda. Let he, the wicked person, pays, pay, get paid back so that he knows. What that means to say is that the wicked person, if you remember from above, rejected God. And his rejected of God causes more calamity because people see that he's succeeding even though he rejects God and everything is fine. So they have no interest in accepting God. So by punishing the kids, that's not good enough. But if you punish the wicked person himself, then he will come to know that there's a God with a just system and that will fix the problem. The fact that a hundred years down the road or even twenty years down the road, the problem is fixed in the next generation. What good does that do at all? Let his own eyes see his own ruin and let him drink the wrath of Shaddai, that is the destructive nature of God that, that gives retribution. The wicked said that they're not interested in meeting him, so let them meet him, because only then will they be able to, to, to really fix the system. Kido, the word Kido, Yeruinab Kido, is found only here, and Ibn Ezra says it is similar to the word Ido, which means calamity, switching to Allah for a Chaf, which is a little bit difficult. Perhaps from context, um, it might be instead of Kido, it could be something like Kado, a Kad is a goblet, uh, which may be there to hold the wrath which the Pasuk says he will be forced to drink. Because what does he really care about those who come afterwards, unless his own months are cut in half? 
Eov means that it's no good to say the kids will eventually pay the price, since people are happy as long as they themselves don't suffer, which ironically is exactly what the Satan said about Eov after he smote his kids in the first chapter, and God said, look, he doesn't curse me. So uh, so the Satan said, well, of course, because you didn't strike him, you struck his kids, and the bottom line is, people would rather have their kids pay the price than themselves. But there's a difference, because there, the Satan was talking about a, a blind test of faith, but here we're talking about a just punishment. And Eov is saying, people are not going to feel that they are have been doing the wrong thing. They do not feel that just because God punishes the kids, that they themselves have to atone for any sin. Because they're going to say, hey, if I wasn't punished for it, it must be that what I did is either not a problem or God doesn't care. The central problem, essentially, of the wicked person being prosperous and not being punished is that God's justice system is doubted. It creates a sort of an impossibility to disseminate the God's word and only by striking back at the person who sins is that problem fixed. This next verse is very difficult. Will he, i.e. the wicked person, if he goes unpunished, will he teach to God's benefit? That is, Yilamed, he, the wicked person, will he teach for God's benefit? Uh, rather, he will judge from his own hoidiness, which gets back, if this is the correct interpretation of that pasuk, it gets back to the point that if the wicked man is successful, people all around him will learn all the wrong things about what God, how God wants things done, which means whatever he teaches inherently by his very evil actions, by, by the nature of his bad actions, so that teaches everything against God, and it teaches all about egotism and how rising up other, other people is uh, is really the successful way to be. So you've corrupted the educational, moral educational system. Another possibility is that having demonstrated already, that is, Eov demonstrated that the philosophy of sometime in the future he'll get what's coming to him, which is what so far the others were pushing, just doesn't cut it. He turns back now, not to the wicked, but he turns to his companions and says, you're going to teach God knowledge? Yilamed dat halael, that is, are you going to teach God how to behave in the right way? He judges from way on high, meaning you, friends, have no knowledge of how God works, not from your visions and not from your unnamed wise men and not from some internal spirit, but the truth, in fact, is as follows. It is, you can't teach God how to be, but I'm going to tell you what reality really is. This one, that is the wicked person, dies with unbroken bones, totally happy and complacent. The word shal'anan is a musical, poetic form of the word sha'anan, meaning happy. Uh, his memories are, are filled with milk and the marrow of his bones are kept moist. But this one, that is the righteous one, of whom Eov thinks he is an excellent example of that, dies embittered, never having eaten of good things. Is that fair? That's what Eov is saying? And since Eov does not see the punishment of the wicked in their own time, forget about punishing the kids some 50 years down the road, he comes to the following conclusion. Yachar alafar yishkavu v'rimat They both, yachar, which means both the wicked and the righteous, it's all the same. They lie down to the dirt, putrefaction envelops them both. So all the things that he hopes for against the wicked, 
he knows that it's simply not his experience. It's not what he's seen in this world. And this return to the negative, this abandonment of the hope that God may extract payment from the wicked in their lifetimes causes him to return to his anger that we've seen before, his anger against his companions. See, I know your thoughts, he says, and your bad plans, your wicked plans against me. When you say, where is the house of the prince, meaning Eo, where is Eo's house? And you say, where is the tent, the dwellings of the wicked? Meaning, if a Russia loses everything, and Eov loses everything, ergo, Eov is a Russia. So if you reject me because I'm a Russia and you won't accept what I'm telling you is the truth about how the way world works, then what I'm going to tell you is go ask people who've been around the block a few times. So why don't you go ask? Or perhaps, isn't it true that you really have already asked wayfarers over a derech? That is, people who have really gone around the world and seen a lot. Then their signs, ototam, meaning their experiences and the proofs that they relate, you cannot make alien, lo tenakeru, which means you can't deny them, you can't reject them. What sign, what otot and experience will they share? Ki liyom eid Liyom avarot yuvalu. That when the day of fear and calamity comes, evil people are, the evil person is spared. Even on the days when wrath is ushered in, that evil person still is spared. Mi agid al panav darkov, hu asa, mi shalim lo. Who will tell the wicked about his behavior to his face? And when he does what he does, hu asa, mi shalim lo. Who will make him pay for it? Which means, Everything, they get away with it. They do what they want to do and people are either too scared or too impressed or too jealous to tell the guy, tell the wicked person to stop being wicked. It's clear that this is our rhetorical questions. Nobody will tell it directly to his face and nobody will stop him, the wicked, from doing what he does. And not only that, Rather, what will really happen is he will be ushered to his grave and to the mound or the monument. He will stand fast. And that means that, yeah, he'll die, but he won't die in shame and people will will despise him because of his sins. But you know what? He'll die with pomp and circumstance, with an honor guard and an escort which escorts him to his monument, to his resting place. The burial places in the wadi, apparently they used to bury uh, people in uh, like the uh, the wadis, the dry wadis that run through the mountains, are sweet to him, meaning he has a very nice plot in the very highest quality cemetery. And everyone will be drawn in his wake and an, and an uncountable number will be in front of him. And Eov, what Eov is saying is that the wicked will be honored with a procession that leads and follows him to his burial. I also think that this works as a metaphor, which means that during his lifetime, all of his wicked deeds, his success that he sees because of his wicked deeds, it causes other people like a vacuum to follow him. And not only that, to even precede him in similar wickedness. The bottom line is, is evil is attractive, both in life and in death. It's attractive and contagious. And therefore, to say that uh, that um, everybody will recognize that the evil always get their uh, their just punishments is simply not true. And if you don't believe me, ask anybody who's walked around the world and they'll tell you the same thing. So based on the fact that any world traveler will tell you this, 
ואיך תנחמוני הבל, ותשובותיכם נשאר מעל. How can you comfort me with vanities, that is, with, with vapor, with your responses that leave toil and trouble behind? So essentially, by telling me things that are not true, not only do you not make me feel better, you make me feel worse, you make things worse. And so once again, he says that experience flies in the face of all the dogmatic theories that the friends are are, are putting forth. And the, their argument that in the future, perhaps in some generations to come, and if, even if that was true, that God will finally make amends, well, that's a specious argument, according to Job. Because among other problems, the damage is done in this generation. That is, God's justice system can't wait for the future. If the sinner sins and rejects God in public, and people are following him in his life and in his death, then the system is in doubt, the system is abandoned. And, and what use is it that in some future time, if it's true that their final justice is, is given, what use is it that it's given too little and too late?